Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with one of my favorite people in the world, my little sister, Allison. How are you, Al? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. (laughs) I feel so important. You are important. You're my favorite sister. Did you know that? I'm, I'm your only sister. Real sister? Only real sister, because we joke in our family that we have lots of sisters and brothers and cousins and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right. Well, this is good talk. <laughs> I, I'm excited to have you on the show because I believe very much that nobody will ever truly understand your upbringing like your immediate siblings, because we always had our, you do this on a Monday, you do this on a Tuesday. We took vacations here. We took vacations there. Whatever your definition of normal is, nobody will ever truly understand it like your immediate sibling. Would you agree? Agreed. Because like, you know, with our cousins, you know, we talk to them, like they always had their routines and what's normal for them. Like you have to do this or you never do this. You know, this might provide some of our listeners a little look into my background as you had basically the same upbringing. Yes, that is, that is true. (laughs) I plan on having a beer for tonight's show. I'm assuming you're not drinking anything. I am not drinking anything. I'm sorry. You know, Madison did say, what are you going to drink tonight with your, uh, podcast and I said you know to be honest I'm just not in the mood sorry that's okay that's where we differ we do differ a little bit because I'm definitely more of the drinker in our family and certainly maybe in our extended family as well I have something you know I try to pick out the beers representative to my my guests and I got something that I'm so excited for it is called sitting plush which rhymes with a flush Uh, it's made by Captain Lawrence Brewing Company it's a west coast style diaper means double IPA. And take a look at this can. It is a skeleton holding a royal straight flush, Mm. which is very relevant to our upbringing. And also, if you notice, the color is this dark green, just like little ginger ales that we used to have growing up. (laughs) Okay. So let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and crack this. Cheers. Don't cheers to water or nothing. That's true. So why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners why the poker hands and the the ginger ales are relevant to our upbringing as brother and sister? So I think the poker hands, there's a couple different reasons. But I think the main one that comes to mind first is we would spend every Saturday night at our grandmother's house. And a typical Saturday night included eating a pizza for dinner, a little Amandanza pizza, I think they're really called Celeste. I don't know why we call them Amandanzas. I think it says it on the outside. It's a Celeste is like those, you know, six inch, seven inch pizzas you throw in the microwave. And mm-hmm. I do believe like the flavor profile or whatever was like Abadanza or something to that effect. And then grandma would give us a, a Shasta to drink with it. How big was, was um, how, how big was that Shasta? Probably like yay big, like less than a pint. Uh, and- she got them from the nursing home from <laughs> where our pop was. <laughs> Right. Every Saturday night growing up, my sister and myself, probably at least until I was like 10, 11 years old, we would go to my grandmother's house who lived alone for the most part because our grandfather was in a nursing home and she would make us pizza and she would give us one of the little ginger ales that he didn't drink. My, our grandfather was very sick most of our life. And then what would we do after that? And then we would play craps <laughs> or poker. At six years old, I knew how to play craps or poker, any kind of card game. And we had the chips out. She even had the actual tablecloth that looks like an actual craps table, but it was like the highlight of our night. 
playing these games. Yeah, it was. It's this is the truth. We were little kids. We, I mean, you and I are only what three and a half years apart. And for as long as I could remember, this wasn't like going to grandma's house and let's do a puzzle, let's read a book. She would take out this massive crap table fold out. We would take out a marker for a hundred dollars or so, and we took turns rolling dice and shooting craps. I mean, it felt like all night. How long was it? Probably an hour or two. Probably an hour or two, and then we watched Nick at Night. Nick at night, we would watch, or we'd usually pick a movie, and the movie of choice almost always was... Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, because <laughs> we loved that movie growing up, and our grandmother was kind of a little bit of a Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, no, dear you! <laughs> Very much so. But when it comes to playing poker and craps, I mean, we were little kids, and I, I could shuffle cards. I knew all... We didn't do odds when it came to craps. We didn't do... We just did, like, put money on the pass line, pick the numbers play the field. We usually lost 300 some dollars to our grandmother. The next day, our father would show up. We said, you owe grandma money. He said, give grandma a kiss. All bets were forgiven. And that was the rest of our Saturday night. Yes. So, and then we also spent a lot of vacations going to Atlantic City, especially Christmas. We always went to Atlantic City on Christmas. And so I just feel like we were walking through casinos when we were little too. I mean, we couldn't stop, but we would definitely walk through. Yeah, for Jews, there's really not much to do on Christmas other than movie theaters and Chinese food, which that's the stereotype. And as far as you and I know, we never did that, did we? Like, I don't ever remember Chinese nope. food and Christmas. I remember we would go to the Trump Taj Mahal or Showboat, which I think I was talking about the other day to somebody. Those casinos were mazes. They were absolutely confusing. It was so hard to get. I feel like you and I could have drawn a map. You, uh, mm-hmm. you start, you know, this is before what's a Revel or Studio, whatever it was at the top of the pier, but it was, we could have drawn a map from Showboat to the Taj, to resorts, all the way down. But inside the casinos too, we knew where the Bombay Cafe was. We knew where Marco Polo grow, whatever the different things. We knew where everything was. And like, we were little kids. It was crazy because for our parents, it sucks to go on vacation with little kids, but our parents like gambling. So mom would watch you and me. And dad would go gamble. And then dad would watch us and mom would go gamble or we would just be asleep in the room and they both would go to gamble, <laughs> which is, I hope nobody calls child protective services on our parents for that. So yeah, so we grew up in like a poker household, poker family with gambling just being a regular part of our lives. Agreed. You know? Right. Not to mention now our mother is a professional poker dealer. Yes. So dealer being a big part of that. I don't know if you had anything planned for today's shows, but I had a couple of funny stories that I want to discuss about you and I growing up. Let's start first with you were my little buddy. Wherever I went, you went. And you just wanted to be my friend. And no matter how (laughs) old I was or what I was doing, you would just come and annoy me in my room or whatever. And this story gets told a lot, but I used to color. And I I mean, I was a little kid, I'd color. And little Allison, who looked like a Nerf ball, she had this blonde hair with these big baby blue eyes. She came up to my room and I was coloring and I was coloring. And then eventually... Colored on me. I had a big green... So again, with the green, a big green line across my forehead. Our mother to this day hates the color green. And I do believe it's because that's what you drew on me when we were little. I think dad went through the roof. (laughs) I don't even know what probably happened. Yeah, I became your coloring book. Okay, like one time. You know, I, I kind of forgot mom hates the color green. Maybe that's why I love the color green so much. I don't know. I kind of had just, rebe- <laughs> I rebel. And, you know, we didn't discuss 
what we were wearing. I'm just wearing a Baltimore Oriole shirt for you. What, what are you sporting for tonight's episode? So I'm sporting my Hoboken shirt that you bought for me when you were living in Hoboken. Whenever I go to the liquor store, I get, and I'm wearing this shirt, I get so many compliments. They say like, oh my God, that's the coolest shirt I've ever seen. It kind of looks like a Heineken. It says enjoy responsibly. Basically, it's the Heineken. Everything about it looks like it's a Heineken shirt, except it says Hoboken instead. Yep. So I decided to wear that. I also think green looks really good with my eyes. So I thought that I would do that as well. Oh, geez. Because <laughs> it is could... videotaped. Our parents always talk about, definitely dad always talk about the times that I drew on that little pudding pops head. Mm-hmm. And I definitely got spanked for that one, which was, you know, happened. <laughs> Another, probably my favorite story where I don't come out looking so good in this one, but my favorite Allison story was... You know, our basement, I lived in the basement pretty much like 10th grade on. We put carpeting down there. But growing up, we had tile in our basement. We used to do roller skating, not roller blading, but roller skating with the quads, the two by two, and we'd put on music. And, you know, that basement felt so big because we were so little. We could just do circles and circles. And I I forget, I feel like we did it all the time. We'd throw on, you know, 102.7, Casey and JoJo, and we would just skate and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I forget when then I started getting into tennis and I, you know, we had, you could bounce the ball cause it was tile and you could hit it against the wall and I would play tennis and who knows? I felt like the wall always beat me. I, I never got one past the wall, but I got better as a player. Now, one night, definitely after dinner, you came downstairs and you said you wanted to do some skating and I didn't really think twice about it. And you sat down on the step and why don't you go ahead and tell the, our listeners what happened from there? So I went and I'm putting on my skates and I go and I look up and as I'm coming up, the tennis racket is coming to my face and wham, black eye. Black eye. Now, it was 100% an accident. I remember you crying. I felt terrible. What was the most relevant part of that black eye? The next day was my fourth grade school pictures. (laughs) So to this day, I have a picture with a black eye. And then, mind you, when you go to school and you come in with bruises, you're going to get questioned. And I was really worried they were going to think something was going on at home, but really it was just my brother, you know, not paying attention, and he hit me (laughs) by accident. I'm surprised they didn't come to you and say, "Um, Allison, you can tell us if something is going on at home. Or Don't even remember, but I guess it was good because we're still all together. The best story that I actually wanted to tell people of us was a time that we almost weren't together. Now, you were really young for this. I assume you remember this. So our mother did flea markets and festivals and all types of things. She was really an entrepreneur growing up. She owned a hot dog cart at a Home Depot. She worked at a ice skating rink, owned the ice skating snack bar. She did that. But the one thing that was consistent, oh, also sand art. She did sand art for many years and sandy candy. (laughs) The one thing that was consistent her whole entrepreneurial life was the novelties. She did fart spray, silly string, smoke bombs, stink bombs, whoopee cushion, magic ink, and I feel like she had handcuffs and whips as well. She was not an S&M and anything, but it was just like little kid things, and we had a bunch of boxes downstairs, and yeah. you know those, those are those really cheap, cheap handcuffs where you would take a key, turn it, and open it up, and it would pop right open. So one Saturday morning, I don't know if I had soccer or basketball that morning, but we were at home, and it was just the three of us, and it was, you know... I put my handcuff on you and then you put your handcuff on mom and then you put your legs handcuffed together and then we put one hand. I mean, it just, it didn't matter. 
And then I want to say you had your arm and your leg handcuffed together and we went to undo the thing and the key broke. And the the key breaks and we're like, we don't know what to do. And we couldn't find any other of these crappy keys. And I was a little kid. I don't know how old I, I couldn't be more than like 10 or 11. It's not like we knew how to break the locks or anything. And maybe mom called dad. But for whatever reason, her next phone call was to the fire the, department. The fire department. Okay. I actually thought it was the police, but she called the fire department. It could have been the police. I, not that I think about it. But I just know that the amount of fire trucks and police cars that showed up at our house you would have thought there was a drug bust. Oh, yeah. It was the whole street. You had at least four fire engines. You had many, many police cars. What do you think that phone call sounded like when she called the fire department and said, This child is being abused, basically, and we need to go quickly. Well, that's probably what they thought, but you have to right. figure mom called and was like, uh, Hi, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> uh, my name's Linda, and my daughter is currently handcuffed, her arm to her leg. And they showed up and I remember they come in, mom is embarrassed. You were terrified, screaming and crying. And they, I remember the lady took me into the other room and she said, you're okay now. You're with us. (laughs) I said, cool. She said, now, son, is everything okay in the house? I'm like, yeah, this was crazy, right? So I was handcuffing myself to my mother and then my mother handcuffed my sister and they're like, does she handcuff your sister often? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, sure, sometimes. She goes, and what does she do when she's handcuffed? I was like, I don't know. We just kind of giggle about it and we'd like undo it. And she goes, okay, you have to know that right now you're in a safe place and you can tell me anything you want. I was like, okay, what do you want me to tell you? She goes, has she ever touched you? I'm like, no. She goes, you can tell me the truth. And I'm like, what are you not getting that we were playing with handcuffs and the handcuff key broke? Right. And next thing you know, they unhook you and that was it. That was it. That was crazy. Because even I've retold that story so many times and people still go, you know, abuse happens and it's a serious thing and it's nothing to joke about. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But like my mom was the coolest person ever. We really were just playing around. Yeah. It was just a fun Saturday morning. Typical. What about the time when um, we were at Miller's? Oh, I forgot like about to tell that our one. listeners about that. Why don't you tell your side of the story? So my side of the story was I was wearing these most beautiful brand new overalls. Okay. Where were Gorgeous. we? Where were we exactly? We went to Miller's Deli. Okay, like a local little deli breakfast place. Breakfast place. We used to go there every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was probably being a little bit of a nudge, you know, <laughs> sort of like my son Carson, you know, just being a little bit of a nudge. You and I were sitting at the table together and there was a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of mustard sitting on the table. It was a circular table. I remember that because yes. I kind of sat down and you sat immediately next to me and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> such annoying sister. So I scooted over. So you said something like, if you do that one more, I think I spit on you. I don't know. You're like, I don't think you me spit on me. Time. I think you, I moved over and then you moved over and then I moved over and then you moved over and I, it didn't matter. You just kept chasing me until I finally said something like, if you do this one more time, I'm going to squirt you with the mustard. <laughs> You're right. He ain't squirting me with nothing. Well, sure enough, I did it. And all over my brand new overalls were mustard. <laughs> and I think afterwards you did ketchup. And then mom and dad came back over to the table because they were getting the food. And we were waiting for them. I'm like, what the? What just happened? You got in a lot of trouble. I was so upset. I can still picture these overalls with like the mustard stain. It didn't even come out. I guess it goes to show you that all I wanted to do was just 
you know, I was looking up to you. I just wanted to be with you. And you just wouldn't give me the right time of day. I'm a chill kid. What can I say? I actually remember what I was wearing. It was a Philadelphia Flyers jersey that I think I still have in Maryland. And it has a mustard stain still on it. I bet it does. So I, I don't know why, but I was just like, if you take one more second, you know, like, like we were kids. It's the same thing as if we had like a water gun and it was a hot day and we were outside. And it's like, if you come one more step, I'm going to fire. And you're like, oh, no, don't get me. No, no, no. But for whatever reason, I grabbed this mustard bottle. It just covered you with mustard. Done. Done. <laughs> oh, God. That was, that was definitely a memory. Not everything I always did was bad because I grew up and I was always playing sports. And either you were there watching or when we'd play together, I would make you play with me. And, you know, we'd play hockey. And I basically said, just stand here with a stick and I would just shoot at will or score or do whatever I had okay. to. But it wasn't all bad for you because I remember when you went to a summer camp. I, I forget where I was, but mom goes, Allison. We're at played sleepaway. I was at sleepaway camp. And when I came back, she said, like, you played floor hockey today. I think it was at Camp Milldale. And I was like, how did it go? And you're like, uh, I don't know. We won like 5-1. I scored a couple of goals. And I was like, wait, seriously? You're like, yeah, but like, I got all sweaty. I didn't really love it so much. I was like, what? I couldn't believe that you actually picked up some skills, some athletic skill. And you're like, eh, I don't really like it. I thought you were going to tell the story when I was on the bus for camp. And this guy kept bothering me. Um, it was like the bus helper. Mm -hmm. And I finally said to him, my brother's a black belt and he's going to beat you up if you don't stop. <laughs> and I came home and I went, Alan, will you beat him up for me? I think he was like probably like 30 or 40. You were like 10. Yeah. But he probably was like 18, 19. But even so, when you're that little, you just assume. Yep. But all I wanted, I said, my brother's going to beat you up because he's a black belt. Yeah. You're really and proud of that, huh? Yeah. But yeah, mom always dragged me to all your sports. I had to go everywhere. I yeah. had to sit out for those baseball games, three or four hour baseball games. Three or four hours? Are you well, kidding me? Probably like two hours. Baseball takes a long time. You think the Little League baseball that I played in was three hours? It felt like an eternity. Well, because okay? some of those nights were really long and cold. Right. But okay. everywhere. But then just when you, as you got older and you started doing indoor at the ice rink, sat there and froze our behinds off. Well, maybe if you had a sport of your own that you actually like to play. Well, I did. I eventually took up field hockey. That didn't go so well. No, it didn't. Do you remember when you coached my team? Of course. I was in college and was driving home, I think, every Thursday for a winter to coach the team. And they were terrible. Terrible. Were so <laughs> bad. There was no practicing, no nothing. It was really bad. It's just a pickup league. But I felt really cool that you were the coach. Mm -hmm. and I got a lot of playing time, so that was good. Uh, you all got playing time. You all were terrible. <laughs> but it was nice because I get to come in every week and I, we would have dinner and get to catch up. Yeah. Good times. Not so bad after all. So the other thing I always attribute to having you as a sister, and I, the joke is always like, I know way too many boy bands and way too many musicals. And I'm embarrassed to say I'm actually fairly good at ham claps. You know, Miss Mary Mac and Take Me Out to the Ball Game and uh, all the different hand claps because growing up, we would take these vacations and we would Miss just Lucy. take, right, Miss Lucy, all of them. We would take turns with the music we'd listen to or what we wanted to do. So I know like all the stuff and the joke is always like, I know most of Rent. Because growing up, you loved that. So that was one of the things we always heard. And I'll be out sometimes with friends and I'll just start singing and they look at me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm straight. I swear. Like, I, I to <laughs> totally. Like, I was just, you know. But having a little sister who was into all that. I mean, I know all the Spice Girl songs. I know all Backstreet. I know NSYNC. You weren't really into 98 Degrees. So I didn't get a ton of that. No. But, you know, 
on the flip side, like I remember when I came to New York and we did karaoke and you and I could sing the Backstreet Boys song together. I want it that way because we both knew all the words. Yeah, this is not good for me though is what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, I thought you were going to say like, I could sing Led Zeppelin with you because you taught me about that. Not Led Zeppelin, but maybe like, I don't really know. I don't know what you taught me about. Thank you. Yeah. I Not not music-wise. Okay. Definitely sports. I mean, if mm. I didn't play with you or video games, you taught me how to play those. Because if I didn't play with you, then you'd beat me up. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You make me sound so terrible. Well, you would just be like, that was like the alternative. Like, you don't do this, then this is going to happen. <laughs> now, did I actually beat you up or was it just the threat of beating you up? Um, I think I was too scared, so I played with you. So I think we never found out. <laughs> exactly. That's the one thing I don't get so much these days with kids because – I always remember growing up, you waited for your turn to play. And kids these days want to watch other people play. And I'm like, I don't get that at all. Yeah, they do. They, they watch YouTube of other people playing. Mm, poor Carson Miller. But then you became a really great uncle. Oh, there it is. That's the to, nicest thing. Um, Are you going to get verklempt? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> good uncle to Matt. Well, we should call you really a funkle. Uncle, yes. I've worn that. I wore that shirt. Uncle. Do you know when I think I said this to Carson, every time I wear that shirt that says Funkle, I definitely get a look. So like people look at it and say, does it say fucking uncle? Like, right. <laughs> every time, every single time I wear that shirt, I get looks. You got to like, read the fine print underneath, just like yeah. a dad, but cooler. Yeah, it's true. All right, Al. Well, I think we've reached that point of the show that it's, it's trivia time. Oh, no. Okay. That's okay. We're not going to write anything down. We're just going to go through one by one and you're going to do your best. I'll help you out. Okay. okay. You being my sibling, I figure we would do sibling trivia or to that something to that extent. Question number one, name the brother and sister combo that are the offspring of Will Smith. So the kid, Will Smith's kids. I whip my hair back and forth. Uh-huh. What, and what, what's her name? Give me the first letter. W-I-L-L-O-O. Willow and her brother, who was in one of the next Karate Kid movies. He was also in The Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, I don't know his name. Sorry. All right. Well, if you figured it out, you know, Willow Smith is the daughter of Will Smith. And then mm-hmm. the mother is Jada Pinkett Smith, who named the son. Jade. Jaden. Very close. Jayden. All right. Okay. Oh, oh, for one. All right. All right. This one's a layup. This is an easy one for you. Who is the sister of Solange Knowles? Who is the sister of Solange Knowles? You're going to kill yourself, Allison. So just take a second and think about it. Knowles. K-N-O. I have no idea. Can I find a friend? I mean, I have no idea. W-L-E-S. Oh, um, Beyonce. Destiny. Beyonce. Beyonce Knowles. Come on. Man, I don't know this. I don't. Oh, I'm not good with trivia. Don't you know in, in the, when we do the Thursday night trivias, who has 12? Me. <laughs> Out of how many, though? Who has at least 12? Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's an easy one. Name the three Jonas Brothers. You're making me look so stupid. I don't, I don't know. Well, everybody knows one of them. The one is, has his own little – he has like a bunch – he just married that chick from Game of Thrones. Say, say a name. Say a guy's name. Dave. Oh, Jesus. All right, so it starts with a J. Jonas. That's the last name. Nick. Nick Nick Jonas. Nick is one of them. I'll take it. You got Uh, Nick. John. Joe. Joe Jonas. 
and ah, Kevin Jonas and Kevin Jonas. Very good. You kind of got three. And did you know there's a bonus Jonas? They have another brother who has nothing to do with the band named Frankie Jonas. Mm. I'll give you a half a point on that one. Name the Fanning sisters. Dakota. And? No clue. Linda, loser. La, La Toda. L. L. E-L-L-E, just L fan. Oh, okay, L, okay. (sighs) All righty, and the last one, a brother and sister combo. They're both actors or performers. The last name is Gyllenhaal. The boy starts with a J. You have a, a cousin, a second cousin with the same name. Jacob? Close. Jacob is your nephew, not your second cousin. Right. That's why I was Jared, Jacob, Jonas, Jason, Jill. I say his name with a Y. Uh, Yake. Yake is correct. It is Jake (laughs) Gyllenhaal. And his sister starts with an M. No clue. M-A-G. Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Very good. Oh, okay. Famous actors, Al. Al, I, I'm not good with trivia. Like, if that isn't evident enough, you just tried to make cock flesh out of me. That's what you just did. I feel like those were pretty easy questions. I thought they'd be like trivia maybe about you, like stuff that- Well, nobody knows that. Family or- what do you want to know trivia about me? I feel like you know everything. I know. I'm just saying, but for your listeners, they would learn more about you. I would what, have a better shot. What do you know about me that our listeners do not? Like, what would be something like, do you guys know- no, I'm pretty sure your listeners know, I guess, if they're your f- close friends. You know, your favorite drink. What is my favorite know, drink? Margaritas. It's up there. Oh, a- that's what you said at Cousins Weekend, margaritas. That was a couple years ago. My taste buds have changed a little bit. Okay. You like Dunkadoo. That's lime green. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess your f- listeners would know certain things. Wow. So you've added nothing to our listener experience just by being my favorite sister. Well, I'm your only sister, real you keep, sister. You, you keep saying that, but you forget that Like, we have cousins that I prefer over you. Yeah, you would always tell me that growing up. I would say, hey, I just got this new shirt from the mall. Does it look good on me? Uh, it would look better on Amanda. <laughs> I did say that. Remember that? I do. Yeah. So, um, But you were always like the, the third sister. You know, like we would Uh-oh. all Mr. get- A Mr. Sister? Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. I mean, as much as you made me play all your sports and stuff, when they would come over and we would be playing with Barbies or dolls, you would you would jump in. I don't remember playing with Barbies, Allison. Nah, you just wanted to like be included, so you would do what we did. Right. That's like, you know, last week when I was with uh, your family, Madison just came upstairs to watch me play Xbox. And then before long, I said, here's the controller. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. They're... I mean, I guess you just, you're never really into like the Xbox and that kind of stuff. Probably stopped at like Nintendo, like Mario. Like Super Nintendo. I kind of gave up on video games. Yeah. Realized there's better things to do out there. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's the story. All right. All right. I'll, be, I'll be there in a minute. Sorry. Be there in a minute. Sorry. I got a phone call. So uh, there's something that most people don't know that I do that all the time all to people. The time. Where, you know, you're talking on the phone with somebody, next thing you know, the only way to get off the phone is you're, you know, you're they're like, okay, oh, wow, wait, wait, what? Okay, okay, hold on a second. Somebody's calling me on the other line. They go, oh, okay, okay, I got, I got to go. And that worked for like a couple of years, and then finally people caught on to it when I would, all the time, you know, Anne Marlene would call and I'd say, hold on, I got somebody calling on the other line. She's like, okay, okay, call me back. <laughs> and nowadays, it's just become an inside joke where I, I say that all the time. 
Yeah, you'll be like in your apartment, you'll be acting acting like someone's talking to you and no one's there. <laughs> it's just you at the time. I'll be there in a minute. Nope, you won't because I'm going to stay with you on the phone. <laughs> so. All right, Al. Well, I appreciate you coming on this podcast. And you know, I just picked up right now. I call you Al. You call me Al. Do you know there's only like a handful of people in this world that I like let do that? I hate that. I hate, hate, hate being called Al. Yeah, I feel like I call you Al sometimes or Brother John. I don't even know where we get that from. I don't know either, but seriously, like there's only a couple of people that do it. That freaking Paul Simon song, You Can Call Me Al, I despise it. I despise being called Al, but when you do it, it's just like, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, there's certain things when certain people say it, you just, it kind of brushes off, you know, you're just used to it. When certain people call me Allie, it sounds Hate really it. weird, but like when some people don't call me Allie, it sounds really weird, so. What about when they call you Allie? That's not nice. All right, everybody, make sure you download our episodes. Give us a good rating. Leave some comments. Mrs. Eisenberg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All righty. Daddy love you. We out. Bye. We out.